With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. This is behind the steel curtain editor Dave Schofield coming at you. It's Tuesday night. It's a little after nine o'clock. It's right about the right time of when we start to roll. And where else would you rather be right now if you're a Steelers fan? In anticipation of uh, there might be something going on with the Steelers here in the next week, hopefully. But with me, as always, wouldn't be the Scobro Show if it wasn't for my big brother Rich. Rich, how's it going? Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Hey, yeah. um, it's it's going. Um, getting more and more excited. Um, I love, I love the draft. Yeah. Um, what I hate is the mock drafts, <laughs> yeah. which is what we will talk about tonight. Well, last week we did our own mock draft. Last week we did our own mock draft. You all did that. I, I in, mocked in the mocks. You mocked the mocks. Well, because you know, there's there's only one way. There's only one way to mock. Sorry. Um, I'm just happy that that Kyle and Greg gave me a different song to sing. If you are one of our YouTube or Facebook live viewers and you don't listen to the audio only shows, um, th- this is what Yin's talking about. That's on Thursdays. Um, uh, Kyle and Greg. Uh, it, I say it's Kyle and Greg, but really it's Kyle. He sings it live every week. I, I mean, I love the QB 22. Where are you? Um, song that they had, which was pre-recorded because he had to to get the harmonies um, in order to in order to do the Scooby Doo theme song. But uh, uh, his only one way to mock, he sings it every week. But I thank him so much because for me, being the author of the Mock Draft Mondays articles, I always had the same song stuck in my head every time I had to do the article. You know, it's it's just another Mock Draft Monday. You know, I I wish it were Sunday, but um, that's the song they always have. But now, thanks to Kyle, I can now have. There's only one way to mock. So, speaking of mocks, I real quick, I would I just want to do a review. If you missed it last week, I'm going to give it to you now. This was the mock draft that came out of the live chat, which is funny. I ran another simulation over the weekend. It was completely different. There was like. I mean, it was nowhere close to the same options. It, it was crazy uh, what the Steelers could do. But uh, the way that it went last week was tw- uh, the first round pick, 20th overall. We didn't do any trades um, just because we we weren't doing that that way. It was um, – I'm going to screw up names again because I, I just love doing it. Um, Chris Alave for a wide receiver, Ohio State. Pick number 52, second round was Travis Jones, defensive lineman, UConn, which – 
I like him, but they the Steelers didn't send one single person to their pro day. So that that's the only thing I, I don't know about that one. Uh, third round pick number 84, offensive tackle Abraham Lucas from Washington State. Uh, fourth round pick 138. It was uh, cornerback Kobe Bryant from Cincinnati. There wasn't a fifth round pick. Sixth round was uh, pick 208 was Taekwon Thornton, wide receiver Baylor. Seventh round. Pick 225 was Isaiah Polamau from uh, safety from USC. That's Troy's nephew. And then pick 241 was um, the second se- the second seventh round pick was Noah Burks, Edge, Wisconsin. Man, I ran like three simulations this weekend, and Polamau was gone before the sixth round at every one of them. So it's just crazy how much things change. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Anything you want to say about last week, Rich? Just no, if you didn't, if you didn't, if you didn't notice me dozing off there. Yeah. All the mock I wasn't looking there. at the screen. I was trying to read what our picks were. <laughs> Everybody else was out there. I mean, I was the point where I was like drooling and everything. Was like, yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm just sleeping because um, I don't know. I, 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 I'm sorry. I know there... Mock is the false lead. Sorry. Well, no, it, it, it's like. I know there that, that there are some people out there like me mm-hmm. that are just I don't get the whole mock draft thing because yeah. it's really not a mock draft. It's uh, let's it's a fantasy a, draft. Let's do no, it's not. It's a let's do a bunch of guessing. Yeah, like like I could throw mm-hmm. darts blindfolded with better accuracy than mm-hmm. most mock drafts yeah and, like, and but that on. is also you know i know it's this fun is what, for some no, people it's fun and i, I understand. understand they get it they talk about it and it's just a lot of fun and leads to a lot of discussion it's just not my thing yeah it's not there. and i and i understand that's i mean it's like do you really expect it to be right no no i mean what and, we're and going no go ahead. i'll say this because andrew wilbar's out there in the live chat tonight and he gets into this mock draft stuff but for Andrew, I totally get it. I mean, I sing his praise there, but I'm out fishing with a friend yesterday and we're talking Steelers and who am I talking about? I'm talking about Andrew Wilbar and how thankful I am. The Andrew Wilbar is out there and does all the work on these college guys to figure things out. And he does all that mock draft kind of stuff. Why? So I don't have to, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like I, I've been, I, you know, so, so don't get it as I'm not grateful to people that do that. No, I'm glad there are people that like and enjoy that. It is not my cup of tea. Your cup of tea. Speaking my of which, of tea. you know, I'm not, I'm not going to attempt. I shouldn't attempt to do a British accent, but I was editing an article for the website today, which ran this afternoon. It was by one uh, Britsburg Owen. Yeah. Did an article. It was about, um, it was actually about our second round pick that we had in our draft. It was now I can't remember his, his name, Jones. Okay, uh, from UConn, and about how the Steelers, if he's available there, they should they should consider that pick. But he said something in that article. I'm like, he listens to me on podcast. It's got to be because it's it's it was the whole notion. He said, I don't want to fall in love with someone only to see them in purple and black, or orange, you know, and brown, and, or tiger stripes yeah. or anything like that. And that's the thing. Andrew gets into every single prospect, and that's great. 
I can't do that. And because my thing is, is I don't want to get excited about someone who then is not a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's my yes. biggest thing. And all right, I, I yeah. want to bring up a comment that was put out mm-hmm. here on, on Facebook. Okay. Um, because I think this kind of sums it up for me. What, what I am. All right. Harvey Stone Jr. Says mock draft for me is just to familiarize myself with a lot of players. I never got to see. Yeah. That's the only reason I look at it. Yeah. I Basically, what mock drafts are doing for me is getting me to get familiar with some of the players. Some of them, just so the, the names, dra- even just the names, a little bit about them. So, so come come draft time, as we're picking these folks, I get a little bit of clue of who they are. I don't go out and try to fall in love with saying we do this, we do that, with something else ahead of time, just for the reasons you said, Dave. I don't want to fall in love with somebody that eventually is not a stealer, right? But I do want to be familiar with them. Because then I need to be able to quickly turn around for the website and do knee-jerk reactions yeah. on the draft picks. I don't okay? like to say I, <laughs> which like, we still end up doing when I, we I get think, to the end. I think back, you know, a couple years ago in, in round three when the Steelers drafted Alex Highsmith, yeah. okay, I had picked up on his name a little bit in some of the box stuff and, and picked up on it, knew, where, knew which college he had attended. When that pick came, then that allowed me to very quickly go in, look up a little bit of information and a, and a few highlights of some things so that I could make an informed reaction to what the pick was more than just, hey, they picked a guy that plays this position and the Steelers needed somebody at that position. Yeah, and and I can go back two years ago and remember this plain as day. When we were doing our live chat mock draft, when it came to the Steelers' third-round pick, remember, it, it was a compensatory pick. It was yes. even later. It was like pick 103, I do believe. We had the option of one of the top players on the board was Alex Highsmith. And I remember specifically saying, I'm like, I'm not going with the small school edge rusher because I don't know him well enough. Right. But if the Steelers love him, I would trust right. them. I just right. don't know him well enough. When it comes to small school players, and we're going to talk about this a little bit. When it comes to small school guys, I I I don't know enough about them because it's harder to understand their level of competition. That's Malik Willis is one of those players. There are plenty plenty of even offensive linemen. You've got like uh, Bernard Raymond. Um, like Trevor Penning, like some of those names I throw out there, you know, Central Michigan, Northern Iowa, some of those teams that you're like, are these guys really first round worthy? I don't know. I trust the Steelers to break down w- their level of competition much better than I would expect expect myself. And that's why I knew the name Alex Smith because I remember seeing him on mock drafts as a possibility there for the Steelers in round three when I was running my own simulations. And I'm just like, I'm, I never pulled the trigger on him because I didn't know enough about him. But right. that then made it familiar that when they picked him, I'm like, yes, the Steelers like him. And now I understand why. Right. So I, I get what you're – I run through the mock draft simulations every once in a while. I'll probably still do some more between now and Thursday because I just like to have an idea of those names that at least someone thinks are falling in the middle there that, that, that could even be a possibility. I love listening to and learning about the players that are out there. What I can't what, – what frustrates me the most is then people getting into the, the, the hearing 
things that I know it's not just Steeler fans. I know it's every team, but the, oh, well, they have to do this or they have to do, they oh, have to get this they guy. Have to. They have to oh, get this guy. Oh, that, that guy's there. You got to take him and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, you don't, you know, you've con- probably done some homework on these things. I hope a little bit before making that, those kind of statements, but the Steelers before they're doing any of this, I mean, they, their scouting department has done hours and hours and yeah. hours of study on the, on these guys. So, you yeah. know, I mean, and you know, they need to hire Andrew Wilbar because he's going to study for hours and hours I, and hours on these I guys. Know, but I love Andrew because Andrew doesn't come in. This is what the Steelers have to do. Blah, blah. That drives, that's, that's shock jock commentary i can't stand it i can't i i can't stand when people speak in absolutes the steelers you know he has to go i hate those kind of things they have to move on they have to make this pick they have to do that no they don't you can feel strongly but don't speak in absolutes i, I that's something i push on my kids all the time whenever they say always i'll turn always well you know well, you, you never never you know, those are things, those are shock jock statements. And that's what I always, always <laughs> try to avoid. Always try. See, there's a difference always there. Tr- yeah. I try to avoid you that do all the time. Do your best to avoid Yes, them. because I can't say, I mean, it's one thing to say, you know, the Steelers, they, they, they got to upgrade the offensive line from 2021. That was just not good. You know, there's a difference between that and saying the Steelers, the Steelers have have to make a change right they, now, they, you know. They, There's they just kind to, of a difference in there. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and and so for me, I, you know, sorry, I knew we were going to get into this yeah. and stuff. So that's uh, this is just me on my soapbox a little bit. Is is some people really get into this to try to, for lack of a better term, as a fan, tell the Steelers what to do or say what the Steelers have to do and things yeah. like that, where more, I'm very much a fan of just learning who are the guys, what are possibilities, what directions could the Steelers go? Um, but, but the other thing to me, and this is the math nerd in me is the whole, this, it's so tough to gauge these things. Cause yeah. you know, even just in round one, there's 19 picks before the Steelers. Shall we get into the the talk of, you know, combinations and permutations into this? You know, it's like, oh, my gosh, it could play out so many. Unless you got the number one overall pick, you've got to be willing to adjust to things on the track. And and that's that's that that's one thing. Like, I got to say this. I love Najee Harris. I do. I think he's a fantastic back. I think he's a very intriguing person. I still think, you know, David Diggs should play him in the movie because not only do they look the same, they sound the same. Um, but when it comes to, to the pick last year, I really part of a big part of me did not want the Steelers to, to, to pick him. Do you want to know why? Because of the shock jocks that were like, the Steelers are taking Najee Harris. You know, part of me wanted to see him go. Just to just for people that were so certain, it made sense and it played oh, out that way. And I'm so glad that it did. And I still bring up the whole notion of wow, I'm glad it played out that way. But who would would the Steelers still gone with Naris if Christian Darisol did not? Who would who fell all the way to 23? Would they, you know, Virginia Tech, you know, somewhere you know, Mike Donald likes to look at. 
Would they have taken him over Harris? I don't think they would have, but it would have been a little bit more debatable. It yeah. was that was the obvious when the Steelers went on the clock. That was the obvious pick right there, and they made the well, right running pick. back was such an area need. Yeah. And that's part of what makes this draft a lot more intriguing because mm-hmm. we are yeah. truly back to the Steelers not having to take yes. any particular position in round one. And and we're going to talk about that here, but and. Part of it, I'm going to say something, and I, I don't want to offend people in the live chat because this might be you. Okay, he's about to offend you people in the live chat. Get ready. Chat. No. no, you'll know if it's you or not. But I see people, you know, commenters on the on, on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. If you're not there and you're not in reading articles and commenting, you're missing out. It's a great community. It's free to sign up for to for a username in order to go in and comment. It's great stuff. But the thing that that irks me that I just don't get is this statement. And I want to know if it bothers you the way it does me. Okay. The Steelers are going to take a first-round quarterback because they've invested too much into looking into them. No. That's dumb. Yeah. To me, I'm like, listen to that for a second. Listen to that. It, It doesn't make sense. Well, I mean... If none of the quarterbacks are off the board and the Steelers have their choice at 20, I'm fine with that. All, all these people, we're going to talk about Malik Willis here in a minute. All these people that still have the Steelers taking Malik Willis. Now, some people have them trading up to six to get him. Some people have them trading up to up to 10 to take a guy that I got in the third round of, of a mock draft this weekend um, and, and, and things of that nature. I'm not necessarily sold on that, but my thing is, if that's the pick that makes sense when it's time for the Steelers to pick, then make the pick. And I'm fine with that. But to think, but if the draft doesn't go that way, and there, I wrote this article, I think it was Sunday, might have been Saturday. I can't remember. It's all running together. But I was basically in an article because Maurice Jones drew, he did a mock draft, and he had a big run on quarterbacks. He had four quarterbacks in the top 10, none in the top five. They went, I think, six, seven, Nine, ten, and the last one was the Saints trading up to ten to to get the fourth quarterback, and I'm like, it's kind of crazy, but man, oh man, the possibilities that were left for the Steelers, not mm-hmm. at quarterback, was really nice. Yes. So we're going to dive into what we did this last year because I talked about the mock draft Mondays. We're going to go through. And we're going to look at the players that I did. They got me singing the song in my head. I know. I know. Um, that that the, the players that I did each week. Now, the way this article series works, I, the first one was the 17th of January, the Monday after the Steelers were eliminated from the playoffs. And every Monday, I wasn't making the mock draft. I was just finding a... I, the best that I could going reputable, a lot of them were from CBS or NFL.com. Sometimes I had to go a little bit further out there because what I was doing was I was never repeating a player for this series. Now, it might have been a repeat of when, when Jeff would cover like one of the McShay mocks. I stayed away from the ESPN because Jeff um, would cover those regularly. So I was always trying to find a different player. So when you get to the end, you're like, really? You think the Steelers are going to go with him over that person? I did him the first week. I couldn't do it again. So, and then this year I did something different. In the afternoon on Monday, I put out an article that listed them all. Listed them all. 
for you and the date they were. What I want to do, we did this last year. We went through all of these. Then we talked about, was there anyone else that wasn't covered that the Steelers could possibly be taking in the first round? And then some of these that were early, are they kind of off the board? Because some of these were before free agency. Yeah. So um, do, do you want to just go, go ahead and dive in here? Yeah. Um, okay. Said, I'm wanting to get something here to jot some notes down on, actually, yeah. as you do this so that I can keep myself straight. Yeah. Or you could be like me and also pull up the, my article so I have them here, too. But I, I wrote them all down as I went. Um, I this is how long ago it was. If you follow BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, I also have my list of my exit interviews that I did. Um, it was on the same page as my Mock Draft Monday. So I had some salary cap stuff over there, too. So here's what we got. Very first one. I thought, oh, I better do this one now. He might not get mocked to the Steelers again. So I better get this one while the getting's good. Yeah, this is the person who's been mocked to the Steelers probably the most. And that was quarterback Malik Willis from Liberty. Very, very first week I did it, that was who I covered. Now, Rich, do you think anything's changed to kind of take him off the table, even with the signing of Mitch Trubisky? Um, to take him off the table? Yeah. That we think, no. yeah, I don't think the Steelers are going to draft him. Other than him not being available by 20. Do you think that's sure. a, a – I mean – in our mock draft, yes, went, that's that's the greatest possibility. Two, remember yes. last yes, Thursday, the, last Tuesday, he went number two with that's ours. the greatest possibility is that he yeah. that he would be gone there. Now, what would what to me? There's also mm -hmm. a point to be made there. What's the number one thing that would put him on the table if available for the Steelers? Okay, mm -hmm. I actually think the pick of someone like him becomes even more considering the fact of the tragic loss of Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, well, on I don't think that I don't I don't think that makes the Steelers yeah. have to do anything but it if Malik it Willis is there at 20 whether whether it was before the Haskins tragedy or after I don't think changes whether or not the I don't I don't necessarily think it does too yeah I I feel similar there what I'm saying though is that believe it or not though there is there's more room for him more of a hole to Phil, yeah, although that hole was pretty far down the depth chart. Yes, you know, um, the, the Steelers were adding another quarterback before that. Now they're they're going to add two, um, and they could both be undrafted rookies. It could, both or be. it could be an undrafted rookie and someone else who's still out there that's just you know looking to catch on. But why are the Steelers filling that other? They're like, well, why would they already bring that person in? Why would you bring in somebody? First of all, I haven't looked at who's still out there. But why would you bring in someone like that if you take a quarterback in round one? There's no reason to do both things. Right. So that's why you wait. They, they, I, I think when it comes to quarterback, because we're going to get to more quarterbacks, it really depends on how the draft plays out, how the draft yep. plays out. So here we go. Week two, which is interesting because – this was a player I hadn't heard of. I started writing, I'm like, oh, I don't know that the Steelers would take a tackle that's a really good pass blocker because um, they really need someone that's pretty good with the run. And then I looked into this guy after I published the article, and I'm like, man, oh, man, the Steelers would take him in a heartbeat. Yeah, I don't see any way he's going to make it to the Steelers unless you're Maurice Jones-Drew because that's who he gave the Steelers when he gave all the quarterbacks in the top 10. They had offensive tackle Charles Cross from Mississippi State falling to the Steelers. Um, have you are you familiar with Charles Cross? A little bit. Very athletic. Very athletic. 
Um, if he would be available at 20 for the Steelers, I would take him over a quarterback. If him and all the quarterbacks were available, but I don't see a draft how he would still be available with not unless there was a big run on quarterbacks, you know, that's the only way he would exactly. be available. So that's why you kind of think of um, what one or the other. So we had him to me, he's a player that, well, yeah, if he's there, but I don't see him getting to 20. Um, the next week, the last one in January quarterback, Kenny Pickett Pitt. What do you think of Pickett? Because like I was trying to, I was having a conversation um I'm, I'm, you know, not in person, but messaging with Andrew Wilbar, um, that he had the Steelers in his one mock trading up two spots for Malik Willis. I said, if it's 18 and Willis and Pickett are both there, do you think the Steelers would, would bother using the capital to trade? And he said, he doesn't think they're interested in Pickett at all. To me, I don't know that they are, but if they were, boy, could they hide it easily because of sharing the same facility. Oh, yeah. Exactly. So we really have no idea if the Steelers are high on Kenny Pickett at all. There were some early reports that he would be the pick at 20 if he was there over anybody else. Don't know if that's still true or not. Um, but that's someone that, the, you know, the Steelers could really, um, really hide. What, what, do you have any thoughts with that? You know, uh, I'm going to kind of group Pickett together with Willis, okay, mm -hmm. for, for me personally. Um they would be the only two quarterbacks I think the Steelers would even consider probably in the first round. This is my mm -hmm. opinion. Um, the Steelers might be looking elsewhere, but me personally, I'm thinking that is it's one of those two or none. And really, I don't expect either one to be there at 20. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I, I, if you I said, Rich, what are the Steelers <laughs> going to do? I, I, I'd say, well, the Steelers would take Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett. But personally, I don't think either one will be there at 20, and the Steelers are not going to trade up to get one of them. And I could see a scenario where they both are. Yes. I really there, could. There, yes, I could as well. Yeah. yeah. But, but, because... but if you're saying to me, what's going to happen right now, I'm saying, I'm saying the Steelers might like them both. But right now, I would predict that neither is there at 20. I'm kind of hoping neither is there. And here's why. Saw a report today that uh, a lot of teams, when they do their grades on this draft, only have about 15 players with a legitimate first-round grade. 15 players with a legitimate first They're talking about this draft being the worst draft since 2013. The draft that was so bad that it was really a that it actually was a wise pick for the Steelers to take Jarvis Jones in that draft because that's not that's how that draft was. 2013 was a bad draft for everyone when you look at it. Um, the, uh, just looking at it overall, and I'm like, well, if that's the year that you want to get a quarterback, you're going to have one or two things happen. One, they think the quarterbacks aren't good enough, so they so they're going to all fall. Or two everyone's going to run on quarterbacks that really aren't first round talent. And you're going to get someone else that, that might actually be, you know, it's, it's one of those things. Uh, I looked somewhere else. I can't remember who it was. Someone that does their top 100 players. The first quarterback was at 29. 
when they just not not on where they thought they were going to go, just ranking them by who how they thought how, how good they were. So yeah. it's really I really don't know. It's so much of a smokescreen right now, and everyone's like, "Well, the Steelers don't hide what they're doing." Well, you know what? That's fine, but I don't know. Just because the Steelers put in the effort at quarterback doesn't mean they're drafting one. They have to put in the effort at quarterback every year now that they don't have Ben Roethlisberger, even if they don't take one. Correct. That's just what they have to do. So I don't know if this is the draft, if it's going to be, you know, that, and you know, and when they say it's a bad draft, maybe they're just talking first round. Maybe there's a lot, maybe there's 150 players that are third round talent or better. And the third round only runs through like one Oh five or something like that. But when it comes to the top, I don't know that it's really top heavy. Let's keep going. So we did those three through January we're, and we say all three of them were players. You can see the Steelers taken if they were there, but there's a chance they're not there. Here we go. Here's an interesting one. First one in February, February 7th, Tyler Linderbaum center, Iowa. Yeah, see, this is where now where we're going to start to get more interesting. Yeah. Um, because for me, he could be off the board after what's going on in free agency. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of Steelers fans. Oh, Linderbaum's got to be the guy. He's got to be the guy. And then free agency happened. Some people are still saying Linderbaum's the guy. The Steelers have shown zero interest in him. So yeah. if they want to take him, then they've done the smokescreen. They didn't have anyone significant at the at the pro day. There wasn't a, there was a report that there was everyone at Iowa's pro day except for the Rams because they don't pick until like pick four hundred sixty five. Um, but but they oh, you know the I was Rams exactly. are that high. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think they yeah. were that high. Yeah, um, but uh, but I don't know that it. But when you look at the personnel, it didn't seem like any of the of of the of the top brass was at Iowa's pro day. But he didn't do anything. Because he got dinged up, I think, at the Senior Bowl or in their bowl game. I can't remember which one it was. It was in a bowl. Um, so to me, if they were really high, I mean, but some people are like, well, they sometimes you just fill in what you got to do with free agency. But if someone's that great, you got to take them. I don't know if you heard uh, Tony Pauline on, on Jeff's Let's Ride when he was on there, the, the draft I expert. did not. I did not. Um, he doesn't. He thinks Linderbaum's extremely overrated. He's like, he crumbled when there was good competition he had to go up against. He did really well against weaker competition and looked all world. But when he had to play someone decent, disappeared. That's what he says. I don't know. I haven't, I've watched like eight plays of the, of the, yeah, of the, I was say, of I've the guy. watched a few so plays I don't know. of him here and there. Not, I've not studied the guy. So, but this is one like that, 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 you know, the Steelers have added to the interior offensive line already. Um, I, I don't know that that was a pick before free agency. So I think that one gets moved down. Okay. Yep. Um, there are some people that think he's the, the best center that's going to be in the draft, um, for the last, you know, few years and for the next few years to come. And there's some people that are like, he's kind of small. He's kind of Kendrick green 2.0. Um, but, but, you know, he's got, they're like, oh, he's got the wrestling back. So did Kendrick green, you know, I'm not saying Leonard bomb won't be. I'm just saying, I don't know that the Steelers are going to turn around and do that right now. Um, but he was a name that was really big for the Steelers. I was big with that one, too, because I'm like, oh, if this is really the guy. And then the, as more, if he was really the guy, I don't think the Steelers would have made the free agent signings that they did along with, with everything else. So yeah. the next one that was interesting was Bernard Raymond, offensive tackle from Central Michigan. 
That was on Valentine's Day. Um, I don't think he's a first-round pick in a lot of mocks anymore. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, he's dropped out of that. He's kind of dropped out where other people have come up. The next one, cornerback Trent McDuffie from Washington. I kind of like how he fits because he's 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 a guy that he's to me he's a Cam Sutton. He can play the outside, but he could also slide inside. He's interesting. He's not he's not one of the, he's not the top corner in the draft, and he's probably not number two. A lot of people are higher on Stingley, even though he was he was hurt last year. Um because yeah, I don't think he's played for almost two seasons or two seasons or something. Like that. I can't remember if he was a guy or not. But um, you know, and Sauce Gardner's the number one. But he was a guy that they thought could be around for the Steelers. I'm just not sure that corner was where they're going to go. Some people are like they really need a corner. I'm like, it's funny because unless he's going to come on, are they? Unless he comes in and he's obviously so much better than that, they have three right now. So. I wouldn't mind it being an upgrade, especially eventually, but um, they don't have to go that route, but you know what? They could, if the right guy's there, they could. Anything else you want to say about that? He was the only corner in mock draft Monday, but I might mention another one here when we get done. You ready for me to roll through? Yep. Go. You gotta, yeah. Okay. Uh, the last one for February, another quarterback, Sam Howe, quarterback, North Carolina. I don't even know that I'd be okay with him in the second round. Yeah. I'm not sure either. Yeah, I'm not either. Uh, so. Put it this way, not before the second round. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not sure I'd be happy yeah. in the second round. So, And then, because then when I headed into March, March 7th, it was another interior offensive lineman. Remember, this was just before free agency in Kenyon Green from Texas A&M. Hey, you got the, you got the Dan Moore Jr. connection there already. Um, so, but... I thought he was interesting and he was, and there's another one that we'll get to later, but after what the Steelers did in free agency, I felt that that position would be lowered to me. That's a pick where I don't see Kenyon green. I don't know if he's in the Steelers top 20 and the only way that let's say he's Steelers 21 or 22 the only way they're going to take him is if you know they say if two guys are close and one of them's more of a position of need they'll draft that then they'll make that difference but otherwise they try not to that's what that's what Kevin yes. Colbert was saying on Monday um and that's where i feel like Kenyon Green could have been as he could have been that guy and hey there we have several guys really close but hey we could use another interior offensive lineman let's go here i don't think that's the case anymore with him you kind of agree there? Uh, yes, very much. All right. Then March 14th, we had quarterback Desmond Ritter, Cincinnati. I, I like Ritter better than Hal, probably. Yes. But for me, it's it's uh, he's not around one. Uh, I'll be honest with again, you. This is, the, again, this is me personally. Me personally, there's two quarterbacks and I'm not even saying they're necessarily even round one grades to me. There's two quarterbacks for the first round and it's Willis and Pickett. I, that's how I felt too. But honestly, I kind of have Ritter ahead of Pickett right now. And it's I know, not, there are some things I like about him a lot. Yes, I think there's a higher ceiling, but I don't know that he's going to get there. I, with the athleticism and everything, I, there, there could be a higher ceiling, but there's also more concerns in his game. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He's more of the wild card. If the Steelers love him, then they must feel better. They know more about him than I do. So um, 
that's that's good. That to me, that's almost like the pick that I'm like, that's the pick that I wouldn't be shocked for the Steelers to make at 20. I wouldn't be mad, but I wouldn't be excited. Yeah, I'd feel like we've stretched a little. You know, that's kind of how I mean, honestly, the only quarterback that I feel like I can get excited about at 20 is Willis. That I'd be like, I'm so happy they, you know, last year's like they got their guy at, at 24. Like, are they going to get their guy at 20? If it's Willis, but I half expect a, a repeat of 2019 when the guy I thought that the Steelers might get, I've said it a hundred times, went third, you know? And yeah. I'm like, well, so much for that. Let's see who they get. I hope they do trade up for Devin Bush now, which they did. Um, but, you know, it was kind of the whole idea of if they stay there. And we'll talk about trades in just a minute. Let me let me roll through these. So then, so, the, so that that was Desmond Ritter. That was the, that was during, that was the Monday where um, the legal tampering period kicked off. Yes. Because then the next week, it was interesting. It was, they went safety Daxton Hill, Michigan. And I felt that was one of those things where this, oh, what's the position the Steelers don't have? Safety, which they now do as of Friday. Um, some doesn't mean that they don't have to draft one, but they don't have to reach. But to me, they're like, oh, the Steelers need another safety. But Daxton Hill's more of a slot corner and then and free safety rather than a strong safety, you know, right. box safety, dime backer, something like that. Um, but I mean, but now they'd actually have a little bit more freedom to go that route if that's what they really wanted. Um, March 28th, um, that was Devontae Wyatt out of Georgia. I was really big on Devontae Wyatt for a long time. Um, KT Smith loved him. I'm more now like only, I mean, the Steelers have to love him. There was the, the off the field issues that people were bringing up, but they were from two years ago. I'm like either, and they're like, people are now taking him off their board. No, that's a load of crap. That's that's a load of crap. People aren't now taking him off their board. He was either off their board three months ago or he's still on their board because Correct. nothing's changed in Nothing that amount changed. of time. Correct. It wasn't so, new information. But I might not have been aware that the Steelers could have had him off their board for that reason. So I don't know. If they love him, go with it. That's one of those picks that if they take him, yep. I'm going to be excited what he could do because the Steelers – He's got to be, everything's got to be good in that respect if the Steelers are going to take him. Don't you yes. agree? Uh, yes, very much yeah. so. So, and I'm, in other words, I'm, I think they could invest more time into finding stuff out that we could. Um, then moving into April, uh, Trevor Penning, offensive tackle, Northern Iowa. That He's a guy that's really moved up. He is more of a run blocking tackle. He's more of a right tackle. Um, Steelers didn't send anyone to his pro day. A lot of people were like Penning. I know Tony Defio did a mock draft. That's who he had him take. But um, one, once again, it's one of those small school guys, and the Steelers didn't send anyone to look at him or any of the main guys to look at him. Um, that's why I don't know that they would pull the trigger there. What do you think? Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of feeling the same there. But I've also not have noticed him creeping up boards. So Yeah. Where a lot, like in a lot of them, I see him which, going before the Steelers pick. Yeah, which, which to me then ends up being interesting. To I always wonder then, okay, are people buying too much into somebody, or is you know what exactly has caused this drastic movement? And yeah. I won't, yeah, yeah, in somebody's positioning there. But that's another one of those players that the Steelers didn't seem interested in. So I kind of hope they go before the Steelers. I kind of feel the same way about Linderbaum. I would rather really have a player like that go before the Steelers. 
Um, so that way it's someone that you don't think they were going to take is gone. The next one, the the only wide receiver that I covered in this whole series was Jamison Williams, wide receiver, Alabama. To me, there's there's three or four receivers that are possibilities that if this, but if the Steelers I trust the Steelers that if there's one guy that stands out over the rest and they think they should take him and they take him, I'm not going to question it. Yeah. I, I kind Even of in the first that. round. Even yeah. in the first round. I would prefer um, them go day two with receiver because I think they can do well there. But if they think the guy that gets day w- in round one and that's what they do, then I'm going to say then that's what they did. Okay. Um. So... That that but that's the only wide receiver that, that I'd covered. Then the 18th, my birthday. Um, this they they had mocked Zion Johnson, interior offensive lineman from Boston College. Jeff loved him and did a write-up on him. And then the Steelers signed two interior offensive linemen, just like now nah, they're not going that route. I feel like Zion Johnson is a lot like um Kenyon Green, that I think he would have been c- close in that range for the Steelers, but I don't know that he's going to be the best option based on position. Yep. Yeah. So, cause I, I think they're Dan, Daniels, I think is going to be the real deal. Um, fingers crossed. And last but not least, I did one this week and I'm like, I'm going to do it because I want to cover him. This was one of those just crazy drafts that they had massive quarterbacks going early and everything else. And the last one I did was that the Steelers got, Kyle Hamilton, safety of Notre Dame. There's some people that have him dropping down their boards because they don't know where to play him. Is he really a safety or is he a linebacker? Well, to me, they're wondering if he's a safety or a linebacker. That's right up the Steelers' alley. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's, that's, that's right there for them. But Steelers my thing, love those guys. Yeah, my thing is with him, it only takes one team ahead of the Steelers to know that they can fit him in somewhere. I mean, the guys at the draft network that did the breakdown, like this might be the best prospect we've ever looked at. So that was, you know, some people are really high on him based on that. He's a defensive playmaker. If he's there, I say run to the podium and take him because he's he's a playmaker. Some people in the article are like, there's no way he'd ever make it past the Ravens and they'd let us get him. And I'm like, the Ravens aren't trying to take the Steelers picks, one. And two, the Ravens didn't take him in that mock draft because Charles Cross was sitting there for them. And this was before there was news of Stanley this week, their tackle that looks like he'll be able to play. They're in the same kind of boat with their offensive tackles as the Steelers kind of are with their defensive tackles. They don't know if they have, you know, who they really have and how well, how, what they can expect out of them this season. So that's why I wouldn't be shocked to see the Ravens go tackle there. But uh, I thought, do you know anything about Kyle Hamilton? I've seen him in the top five so many times. And then recently I've seen him more in the teens. Um, just really all I know about him is kind of some of what you were talking about, just that real athletic playmaker. Yeah. Um, and like you said, kind of, is he a hybrid? Yeah. As I, long as you know how to use him. That's exactly. Him and him and Nick Fitzpatrick back there. Great googly moogly. Now there were a couple. We're, we're really running late, but I wanted to go over. There were a couple players that I could have covered in some weeks, and I didn't because there was a, a better mock um, that I'm that I still think could be in play for the Steelers. Another cornerback, Booth from yep. Clemson. Yep. Um, 
He's to me, he's, and I took him in some of my mocks. He's the guy that if no one else that you really want is there, I think is the guy, Yeah, you know, but where before I thought it could have been a Kenyon green or a Zion Johnson. Now I think it's more of a booth. Um, thank you. Um, Andrew Wilbar, you stuck that in my head. Um, Oh, one of the other wide receivers, like the one we picked last week was yes. not covered here. A lot of that. He could be one. Um, there, there are several, several wide receivers yeah. that could be there that the Steelers would potentially look at. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Again, depending on how the draft plays out in front yeah, of them. Exactly. Now, notice there were some players here that weren't here. You know, Hutchinson wasn't covered here. Okay. Thibodeau wasn't covered here. Um, oh, who's the tackle from NC State? Some people actually had him fall into the Steelers at 20 early on. And I'm like, I don't think he's going to be there. That you got the tackle from Alabama. Some of these guys, I don't even remember their names because you know why? They're not going to be there. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know about you. When you don't even know what the number one pick is, and you don't even know if, if the quarterbacks are going to go. How in the world do you have any clue what's going to happen in this draft? Yeah, I know. And to <laughs> me, that's what makes it so fun and why I'm mm-hmm. so ready to be tuned in, yeah. you know, here in two nights and just be glued to it. Yeah. Because there are so many questions. I want to see drama. So many <laughs> up in the air. So many. I mean, well, it was put out there on the Slack channel for us yesterday. I'm out there fishing, and of course, my the, you people kept blowing up the Slack channel. So every once in a while, I was having to stop to read and see what's going on. And I'm like, oh my gosh! And then I saw I saw the tweet out from Schefter saying that there was, you know, talk that there could be more teams looking to trade back in the first round. Was, trade up. Thank you. That was going to be the next thing I brought up. Good, because because to me, it's like I put that tweet in wow. there. That was me. I brought that up. Um, Everyone's like, oh, the Steelers need to trade back. The Steelers need to trade back. Remember this, people. I'm telling you now. I am telling you now. I know people were talking about it earlier in the live chat. I haven't looked much because I've been focused on my paper. Sorry about that. But early on, I saw that. I don't even remember who it was. When everybody's trying to trade back, it's really hard to do. It's really hard to do because when everybody's trying to trade back, then teams knowing you're wanting to come back, they're not willing to give up much to let you come back. And... But if there's a lot of teams that are wanting to trade back, maybe it's a little bit cheaper to trade up. Exactly. It's a it's a it's cost analysis. It really is. It's like this. Before I moved into my house, I lived 30 minutes east of here in a different city, and the traffic there is horrendous. I'd never had issues with traffic. Do you know why? Because when everyone else from there was going east towards Baltimore and D.C., I was heading west. Yeah. And it was so much easier for me. And I never had problems. Sorry, I used an absolute. I rarely had problems. Rarely. With traffic. Yep. Because I was going the opposite of what everyone else was trying to do. That I, that's that might be with the Steelers. I mean, who knows? They might trade up because it's because it might be cheaper than normal. Because the value because the <laughs> value is there. Yeah, to trade up. It's so just, it's hard to tell. Which actually, if you really listen closely in mm-hmm. to to Colbert and Tomlin's press conference, you know there was a lot of that type of talk in there. It's like mm-hmm. you know we we spend our time we look and say, oh, what do we think it might cost us to trade up to places and what we could get if we traded back and things like that. But then we have to wait until the day of to see how things play out. 
It doesn't I took do a you. Bit there is that they've looked at both scenarios and where they see if they could get certain value, where they yeah. would consider either direction. Yes, for the right exactly. It, if if it's the right value to pick another pickup, I mean, I saw I don't know some, and I think Andrew might have tweeted it from the BTSC account. But it's like, oh, the Steelers traded back. They traded back three times with their first round pick and still got a pick in the first round. They traded back two spots, got another pick. So traded back two spots, got another. I I can't see that happening. That's just I no. The Steelers aren't going to trade back there with their same pick over and over that many times and pick up an extra five picks. It, it, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. And especially and 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 they were and a couple of them were third round picks. I'm like, they're not going to trade. You're not trading back two spots in the first round and gaining a third round pick. It's not going to happen this year because too many people are wanting to trade back. They're not going to give you anything nearly as much to trade up. You know, what might end up happening if the Steelers, there might be, it might be so bad to trade back that the Steelers might not even gain, if they wanted to gain a pick, they might not gain anything other, you know, higher than a fifth. You know, it might even be, oh, well, you're you will give you our third in the middle of the third round, but we're going to take your fourth and you don't gain a pick. You just get a higher pick somewhere else. Um, I, I just don't know if the value is going to be there. If so many teams are wanting to do it, but those are reports. We don't even know if the reports are true. I got two questions for you to finish out a regular question. And then the big question. Okay. First question. I asked you this last year. Do you think the Steelers first round pick is one of the players that I highlighted in um in the mock draft Mondays. Um, let me put it this way. If the answer is yes, I really only see a couple that it could be. The the only two, I have two that I would add. Okay. I would look you to the list. Booth and Alave. Oh, adding them to the list? If I add them to my list of mock draft Mondays, I think then I think that would be covered. Yeah, I yeah, you probably are. Yeah. You probably that probably does it. Yeah. That what yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's the pick. We are we are about 10 minutes later than what we should be doing this. But you know what the question is, and you all know how this is. If you put it in there. I'm going to tell you, you only get one answer. You only get one answer. But this is what we asked last year on our last show. We've got to do it again. Okay? Rich, who is the Steelers' first pick? Now, now, some if you want to give us a crazy scenario of them trading back or blah, 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 if you say trade back, trade up, blah, blah, blah. I don't, don't care. I'm, I'm not going to matter. I just want the name. If you think it's a yeah. trade, that's fine. Keep it to yourself. Tell me the name of the first player you think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to take in the 2022 NFL draft. Okay, I'm going to go out there and go a little wild. with, And it's one of the ones off your list. But uh, I'm going a little different. And maybe this is just me because I'd kind of like to see it. I would just, I'd like to see this person in the black and gold and see what it looks like. Okay. Okay. And I'm going with Devontae Wyatt. Okay. That was who I went with last week on the preview. Oh really? I didn't even yeah. I didn't get yeah. to see preview last week. So I didn't, I but that's that's who I'm gonna go yeah. with. If okay. if that guy is there, I see the Steelers taking him. I really okay. do. And I think there's a chance, there's a decent chance he could be. 
Yeah. Remember, people that are putting their answers in, I'm not going to bring them up until after I put the question out there. He could also be, you know, the third pick yeah. in the draft. But you know, yes, he, he could. <laughs> but I'm I'm going to go with Wyatt. I'm going to go way outside the box. Okay, go way outside the box. I'm going to say there aren't any quarterbacks available, and oh. I'm going to say somebody drops. So I'm just going to pick a random person to drop. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm just, but it could be anyone, and this pick could literally go top five. I'll go with Charles Cross. Okay. Just because I think he would be a great anchor on that line. Okay. So just I'm I'm going with something different. Just to just go. Sure. I would not bet anything on it. <laughs> so I put it out there. Um, I like Wyatt as a player. I just as long as the Steelers are comfortable with him as a person, I think right. he'd be a great player. That's who Jeff and I took in the SB Nation mock draft. Hey, if if the Steelers take him, you'll know. They have done their homework, and they're good with it. All right. Someone put a name out there, and I, this is another one I forgot about. Another one, it would take him dropping, and it never – they were never – he was never mocked in any of the major mocks um, that I covered, and that was Brian Brown says Jordan Davis from yep. Georgia. I, if, yep. if he's there, I could see the Steelers taking him, but I would also see them utilizing utilizing more than just a strict nose. He would need to be more of a, a, of a Javon mm-hmm. Hargrave than a Casey Hampton because there are, because Casey Hampton would have a hard time being Casey Hampton in today's NFL. Yep. Am I right? Gotcha. Okay. Yep. Um, Sean, Sean Manahan says Willis. Um, what you talking about? Steel Dog 88. I'm not reading it at all, but he says Travis Jones. No one went to that pro day. That would be really, I, I see it maybe in a second. Um, Brad Jewett says um, um, Jordan Davis is who he picked, predicts to fall. That I, oh, I should have, I could have almost gone with him if you could have, but I, I I just picked a random person. To That's go. okay. Uh, Eddie Power says Willis. Uh, mean Joe. Um, thanks, Mean Joe. Sorry, says thanks. Jordan Davis. Mean Joe. Um, Brian Blackstock says Jameson Williams. I could if he's there, I could see yeah, that. I, I could, too. yeah, very much. Okay, state of the Steelers. I haven't seen this one in the live chat before. This I like this one. I like their icon. I like their icon. For those of you, cool. for those of you um, who are listening in audio form, I'm not even going to bother to try to describe it. Um, and he says Jordan Davis, um, or she. They say Jordan Davis. I should say that. There you um, go. Um, Michael O'Malley says Hamilton is my new pick. I almost said that would be great if he fell. Um, Russ Ovenstein said could be Zion Johnson. Um, Bart Mackey says Jordan Davis. Um, I'm not reading the next one because they gave three names. Um, someone's saying about that. Uh, here's one. Demetrio says Lewis. Is it sign? Whatever. Is it? I, I don't care. I, I have, I've never learned how to say his last name. The Good safety from Georgia. from Georgia. Um, I would love him in the second, but he's not going to last to the Steelers in the second. And I think he's a little on, too early doing. in the first. Tyler W. Jamison Williams. Um, nope. Someone said two. Uh, Steelers chick 46 is Alave. Mark Tobin says Wyatt. Um, uh, blah, blah, blah. Tate boys somehow, some way Kyle Hamilton. Okay. Um, uh, Jacob Heinrich says Jordan Davis. Um, I'm looking for, okay. Uh, Rick, uh, Richard Adamson says Hill Daxton Hill. Okay. Oh, here's one we didn't talk about. Sherry Richard says Devin Lloyd, the linebacker from Utah. Yeah. I did. That's another one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Mark Good Davison. One. Good one, Sherry. <laughs> Speaking in absolutes, he, he's just doing this to make me mad. It's saying Jordan mm-hmm. Davis will be a steal. <laughs> Marky D. Marky D. Don't make us go all Jefferson Bartholomew okay. Hartman on you. 
Okay. Uh, Reginald River says Daxton Hill. Um, Andrew Wilbar said that he said this earlier, but I'll bring it up now. He says, read my mock on Thursday to find out. Uh, I'm going to have to sneak a peek at that one. Um, some people are giving me um, longer than just a name. Mark Tobin says Penning. Trevor Penning, offensive tackle. Um, Eddie Logan says Malik Willis. Um, Devin Logan says just feels like it's Willis. Um, here's a good one. That another mm-hmm. one. Brad James Bradshaw says Stingley. If he's there twenty, I'd say go get him. There's, I I almost feel like someone's gonna fall. Yeah, I, I almost feel like, but I just don't know who. Right. It, yeah. it's, that's why it could be so neat just to see who falls and, and then the Steelers run up there and get him and everybody's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> see, but like, but like um, Tyler W had said here, he said something that the Steelers don't often go in the first round receiver tackle corner. What if they fall? Well, if they fall where they should be higher and the Steelers take them, I want them to take him because they fell. I don't want the Steelers yep. taking a tackle because he's their number 20 player. I want them to do better than 20. I want the person, I want someone ranked higher than who they have at 20. Yeah. That's what I want. What, what That's you what like I to want. see the Steelers get a guy they had ranked in their top like 12? Yeah, that'd be great. To, okay. You know, get a guy ranked eight positions higher than where you're drafting. Yeah. That would be phenomenal. Yeah. Well, here would be one that would be like that. Tim, is it Sarah Gold? Um, says Sauce Gardner. I, I don't know he's going to get out of the top 10, but man, if the, something happened with the Steelers got him, I would love Go him. Yeah. Okay. Um, Eddie Power says, Devin Logan, I agree. Um, 4TL Music Group says Hamilton. Uh, Kathy Ford says Alave. Uh, a lot of people are saying Marky D because they're laughing at him. Uh, not, a lot, not laughing at him, laughing at what he said because it was pretty good. Um a um, lot, of, lot of people chiming in on their opinions about other stuff, which is great. So I think that's the last one we have. All I know is I can't wait. I'm taking your line already, but you're going to get to say it later. I want to know who the Steelers players are. I want to. I don't care if they end up drafting three. I don't care if they end up drafting ten. Based on how the draft plays out, they're scheduled to draft seven. I'm not going to pigeonhole how many they have to take. I want to know who the players are. They're going to come out of this draft with more players. I don't think they're going to trade away all their picks for 2023. I just don't see it happening. And I want to know who to cheer for. I like hearing about these players drop. Like, imagine if we were doing this in 2012 with David DeCastro. I mean, we never, we wouldn't, we would have been like, maybe that was the guy I took a flyer on that. Oh, well, if he would drop to 24, I think the Steelers should take him for sure. But I don't know that he's going to. I'm just hoping one of these players do. Yeah. I just want one of them to. You know, I I, I, th- I think there's really a good eight possibilities in there that, that could happen. So, and, th- and they might even have their choice of a couple of them. So, uh, going to be interesting. I think we got a couple more, except it skipped on me here. Uh, we got um, do, 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 do. Uh, here. Um, Ed, Ed Mahoney says Devin Lloyd. Um, so, that was another one. So, yeah. I'm really excited. Just to say this real quick before I give you the the last thought, make sure you are subscribed. We will be going after after each pick a little bit, you know, a little bit after each pick. I'm going to have a breaking news podcast. It's going to be really short after every selection the Steelers make that goes out on the audio side only. So if you're listening to this in audio, be looking for that. If you're not able to follow the draft, you'll get that right away. We will also have different people coming on on YouTube after picks 
Uh, so make sure you're you're paying attention there. Go subscribe to the channel, turn on your notifications. You'll know when we're going. We're going to be mixing it up with who all it is. I think I think I might only be on for recaps for each day rather than individual picks. I'm not even sure. Anything's possible. So there's that. Make sure you check it out behind the curtain.com. We've got so much content coming up to you before the draft. I'm re- I'm not even hardly having to write anything, which is really just unusual for me because I usually have several articles a day. But we've got a lot of people churning out great content, so don't miss that. Rich, closing thoughts. Closing thoughts. Really, I can't wait to read Andrew Wilbar's uh, Friday morning Steelers round one mock draft um, because that's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, because... Thursday morning. No, Friday, oh, Friday morning. morning. Okay. Gotcha. I hope you understood that now. Yes. Yes. Uh, just mm-hmm. ready for the picks. To I got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but um, Andrew, I, I can't wait. Honestly, I'll say this. You know what I can't wait to see is, is Andrew has done some of this work. I can't wait to see some of this stuff fall into line. His free agent stuff fell so into line with yeah. what the Steelers ended up doing. I'm really interested to see how well he's done with some of this draft stuff. Yeah. So that's going to be fantastic. Uh, I'm going to be in Thursday night. I'll have my knee-jerk uh, reaction to the uh, Steelers' first-round pick. Can't wait to get that going. Um, I'll be getting in some other articles uh, Friday, Saturday as well. Um, NFL Draft. Woo! Can't wait.